This episode of In Chaos We Trust is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BREWCHAT at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard links with sizes one through four. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. So again, get 20% off and free shipping with code BREWCHAT, that's B-R-E-W-C-H-A-T-T, no spaces, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code BREWCHAT. This podcast is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. I don't have to tell you guys why it's important to protect your privacy from the likes of Facebook and Instagram and, I don't know, Google Chrome and whatever else is out there trying to steal your data to sell it to advertisers and who knows what other black market sketch balls out there. So use a VPN, use ExpressVPN. And if you get over there right now to expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust, you can get three free months when you sign up. Also want to remind you, get on over to brewchat.com right now. Check out all the great other content we've been producing. We've got several other podcasts we've launched over there. We've got Between the Brews, a couple ladies that work in the beer industry cranking down on some hard beer shop talk and uh, beer industry talk. We've got the Brew Chat podcast, which is the same nonsense it's always been. We've got Boomer Memes with Ian Sharp and uh, quite a bit more over there. So go check it out. Also, while you're there, check out brewchat.com slash store. Snag a t-shirt while you're there. We've made sure to get very soft, very supple textiles for all of our clothing. It's it's all very soft stuff. Our budget t-shirt, I'll admit, uh, it's not as soft as the others just because I wanted us to have a cheap t-shirt up there if people just wanted to rep the brand or whatever. So little something up there for everybody and I'm proud to say it's all made in America. So all the shipping shortages and whatnot should not affect it too much. So get on over there, it's brewchat.com slash store. Get a t-shirt, a hoodie, fanny pack, what have you. The holidays are coming up. Be stocking those stuffings. Or stuffing those stockings. There we go. And if you're local to the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, be sure to stop by Riverside Wine and Spirits. It's right there under Old Jotty Bridge on Manufacturers Road. And it is the number one stop in town for all your boozy needs. They've got everything you need to stock up your wine cellar, beer fridge, cocktail bar. And that's not just including the booze. They've got some fancy cherries. They've got fancy cheeses. They've got everything you need to stock up for that holiday party or that Thanksgiving you've got coming up. That's Riverside Wine and Spirits, right on Manufacturers Road here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And with the holidays coming up, and if you're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, check out Merchants on Main. It's a fantastic little store right here on Main Street. They've got 
you know, lots of great products from local Chattanooga vendors like candles, art. I've got some photography of mine in there. They've got Chattanooga postcards, t-shirts, coasters, vinyl. They've got vintage clothing. They've got all sorts of neat stuff in there. It's a really cool little shop and uh, the people that own it are great. So go in there, help support them. Let's try to shop local this Christmas season, try to help small businesses or maybe not shop local, but shop small, shop on Etsy, shop these small stores you may find on Instagram and things like that. So anyway, without much further ado, let's get into the podcast episode. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've noticed it's a little different. We usually don't do a intro right off the bat like this, but I got a, I got a cop to something, got a cop to something. I Tanner, I produce this show and I run all the gear. It's out of my studio, things like that. Well, I messed up. It occasionally happens. Here we are. Episode 54. It occasionally happens. And uh, yeah, I didn't hit the right input button on our microphones. So uh, the first maybe like 20 minutes of the episode, just bear with it. It sounds a little uh, echoey because it was recording from the room microphone and not our uh, podcast microphones. So it does get better about 20 minutes in when I realize what I had done and I switched it over to the right inputs. So just bear with me and uh, enjoy the episode and don't turn it off because it does get better. And uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Shit is still fucked, people. We got a great episode here for you. We're talking about some some of this astro world crowd surge stuff let's go brandon and uh i've got a whole thing i'm going on about how i've had a revelation on how the right wins elections so without much further ado let's get into it people shit is still fucked and this is in chaos we trust episode 54 Anyway, let's get into the show here. It's episode 54 of In Chaos We Trust, and shit is still fucked. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to solve America's problems. Tonight, that, that was my attention. Yeah, so. I'm actually, I'm halfway done. I got started before I got Yeah, in. yeah, we're solving them all. Every last one of them. But anyway, yeah, we're here with uh, Ian and Andrew. I think, Andrew, you missed the week before last, right? Yep. Yeah, so welcome back. It does feel like it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we've all been in here. And then last week, Halloween happened. We were going to do a show <laughs> and uh, partied a little too hard. As it frankly. always does. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, let's get into it here. I guess uh, I want to talk about the Astro World stuff last. So, yeah, I guess let's talk about this Virginia election stuff. And I can bleed that into the rest of what I want to talk about. But um, did you have something on that? Not, not yeah. in particular, uh, just other than, like, I mean, it seemed like this was what, what was going to happen. It just seemed like, you know, it, it just seems like the writing's on the wall that, like, hey, look, the Democrats had a real chance here to step in post-Trump, make some really positive things happen, and uh, I don't think they've actually done that, and I think that that's 
kind of where I think most people feel that way. And I think that's kind of what this election is, is the first signs of. And I think next year we're going to see that continue because I don't see anything mm-hmm. changing. I don't see anything any course correction. I don't think anyone's learned from their fucking mistakes. It's it's just a you know it's 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 we're paying the price for thinking that not Trump was enough, and it's like it really like now hopefully people will know like no 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 there needs to be substance there too. But I guess on the other side, if you're a Republican, glass half full here. If you're a Republican, I guess it's good to see your or one of your states will keep voting Republican, just not Trump. Yeah, well, Virginia's been pretty Democrat for the past, yeah. like, few elections. Since that, at least, like, 08, right? Yeah, with, like, pretty wide margins. So, mm-hmm. like, so Republican winning is, is a pretty, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a sign that the, the wind is changing, kind of, like, that, like, I mean, like, you know, we were watching a video before, uh, I think the, the number was about 31% of Americans believe that, like, the the president, you know, that Trump won the presidency and had it stolen from him. That's That's a... It's a chunk. You know, 31% is almost like it's a third of us. It means, like, any, like, store you go into, odds are one person there believes that, you know... And that's being in Tennessee, it's probably way better Mm. odds. But, like, still, you know, you go to any, like, place, and you're like, oh, there's six people here. That means three of them are, are, you know... Yeah, it it, it's a weird historical precedent, because I heard this on a podcast and just now checked to make sure that it was correct, but... um, I guess, like, Slate noted this for, or, well, maybe not first, but uh, it is actually typical in Virginia because they have their governor elections, I guess just the way that it happens to fall, the year after presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it says, as Slate noted, Youngkin's win now makes it 11 out of the last 12 governor's races uh, in the state that the party not controlling the White House has won. So Virginia seems to have kind of a history of this. Mm. And especially, like, it might have to do with their proximity to D.C. and everything, too, but it's, like, the the party that wins the year before, because it's just one year different, tends to then lose the governor's race if there is one, which, yeah, I guess, I mean, if they're both mm-hmm. every four years and they're set up to kind of <laughs> staggered like that, uh, which means, I guess, like, they had Republican governors when Obama was elected. and Like, I guess they elected Republicans in 09 and uh, 13, and then elected, who was it? I guess McAuliffe in, because that's another weird quirk of Virginia politics is you can't run for a governor twice in a row, but you can run two times. So McAuliffe has already been governor, but it was like hmm. two terms ago, and now and then he had to not run the next time, and whoever the other Democrat, uh, Ralph Newsom, I think, won, and then McAuliffe is permitted to run again. It's Virginia politics are fucking weird, man. If any of y'all are from the fine Commonwealth. You know, hit us up on Discord. The link will be in the bio. We want to know more about this, but y'all's politics are weird. It makes me wonder, back to something you said, Ian, is this, like, I don't know, maybe it is a, I don't know, maybe it is just a, like you said, Andrew, just kind of a habit, or not a habit, but kind of a pattern that happens in them voting that out. But if it does have to do with Trump and, like, the whole steal the election, all that shit, and if, like, really that many people... The, the big lie? ...do believe <laughs> the big lie, it, it makes me wonder if, just election-wise, like, the big lie still existed with the Hillary-Trump campaign, and there were people that were, like, you know, right when Hillary lost that started stirring that up. They do it after every presidential campaign. Some A certain number of people stir up, like, well, wait, this, there's this, you know. 
And, yeah, Jill uh, Stein, I think, did a recount in Wisconsin yeah. or something. And so it, it even kicked up in 2016 with Hillary, but she, like, conceded or whatever um, pretty quickly. And it kicked up this time with Trump. And it almost makes me worse if this ha- or it makes me wonder if this happens again, if it's going to be even worse. And, like, that whole, like, great lie, regardless of party is going to escalate in intensity each time of where we eventually do get a fucking civil war or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I think that's where we're going. Because regardless of the party, that seems to escalate. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's always, like, these swings, like, if you get too hard mm-hmm. this way, there's always a swing back toward the other direction. I would argue that we haven't even really gone too far left, like, ever. No. I mean, that's probably my personal bias. Like, I I want us to go too far left. Even our Democratic Party is, like... Our Democratic Party is essentially what a non-corrupt Republican Party. And I'm not saying the Democrats aren't corrupt, but, like, I feel if you had a Republican Party that actually gave two shits Mm -hmm. and was actually trying to do something besides just remain... In office and win and keep the other party out of office. If you had a Republican Party that was actually trying to accomplish anything, it would probably look more like the Democratic Party does today. And, so, and, then, yeah. and then that Democratic Party, to oppose that, would be further left. That's what we should have. Yeah. But No, the Democrats keep the, the middle of that pendulum swing solidly on mm-hmm. the right. Like, the Democrats keep moving further and further in that direction themselves. Yeah. Which is, like, we saw, I mean, like, going back to the Virginia elections and all the other elections that were the other day, like, we saw the Democrats will fight harder to defeat a socialist than they will to defeat Republicans. Like, did you guys watch the uh, mayoral race in Buffalo, New York at all? No. It was um, India Walton, who, like, who only got on my radar because she won the Democratic Party primary earlier this year the summer or spring or whatever it was so and, and and like by winning that primary she defeated like the four-time incumbent mayor who's a democrat it's buffalo new york so they're but uh but she won that and it made big national news or like uh, it's all but certain that buffalo is going to have a socialist mayor because by winning the democratic primary in buffalo it's like when aoc won the democratic she, so primary she, she's there. the I, I know you're talking about now. she's the lady who just is like yes i'm a socialist like yeah. just out and out. who's just straight up but but ran on the democratic ticket just because it was like the route she pretty much had to take yeah right and then so what the democrats did or what the like the not the dnc but like the state democratic party did was they ran a very very organized like money you know big huge backs like campaign to get him in on the official ticket, like not the primary, like that's passed, on the official mayoral ticket as a write-in. Mm. And they mailed stickers with his name to everyone in the state because if you even have like a, a misspelling, like even if you're trying to vote for Mickey Mouse and be cheeky but you spell mouse wrong, they won't actually count. It'll count differently than it would for those that spelled Mickey Mouse right. So they mailed stickers out to everyone in the state, or the city rather, um, or that can vote. And it was like, all you have to do is you check right in and then you put this sticker on and that is legal, I guess, there with the machines they have and blah, blah, blah. So, and he actually did end up defeating her because they brought out like so many Republican, like just conservatives writ large that are not going to vote for a socialist, whatever, but may have voted for a Republican (coughs) had it been her or a Republican, but he just like got himself on the write-in ticket and just, 
I mean, the DNC, like I said, they, they will fight harder to defeat a socialist than they will other, or, well, yeah, other Republicans. Fuck yeah. it, I said it. I'm sticking with it. It's, just it's wild. It's just weird to me how, like, scared people are of socialism, but then, like, when you look at, like, okay, what's the horror stories of what socialism is inevitably going to lead to, all the stuff you hear, but then you also look at, like, where we're headed in our sort of, uh, you know, capitalist, late-stage nightmare kind of situation. It's like, what's well, just the same thing with a different sticker on it? Like, it's, <clears throat> you know, the, in the so- you, it's like, oh, I, I don't want a fucking socialist hellscape where the government, you know controls where I work and what my where, how much free time I have and what you know where I'm allowed to go. It's like instead I, I want to do it under a capitalist system where I work for Amazon. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it's fucking it's fucking dumb. People are dumb and it makes me mad. It's infuriating. Like, the whole yeah, all the elections. I mean, New Jersey, the the Democrats won the mayoral race there by a wider margin than they lost it in Virginia. So there's that. But still, that's like cheering on Team Democrat, which I'm not like fucking really here for. So yeah, it's it, like I said, it was. I mean, this was the first time I've ever voted Democrat in like a, the presidential election, mm-hmm. and because um, I think I voted for I want to say Bredesen against Blackburn, if that was if that was the correct race I'm thinking of. Um, so that was like my actual official first Democrat vote. But um, and yeah, the fucking. Uh, I, they haven't made me feel great about it. Like I don't feel like, oh man, I was right to. I mean, it was just it was literally the not Trump. They might as well give me, give, might as well have given me a not Trump sticker, you know, and I would have stuck. Yeah, it's just in the right end. Yeah, it's it's infuriating because it's like, I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get more into it too, but it's like they they get power and then they do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Like they have the House, the Senate, and the presidency right now. And what are we? We they they've recently signed like the House bill, and so you know, mm-hmm. the House passed the bill. For the infrastructure shit, which is like a neutered version of what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like barely any Green New Deal shit. It has like I think Pelosi maybe got some kind of like parental leave back in there last minute. I don't know. Yeah, they were saying they but didn't know. Uh, yeah, the news. It, it's such a neutered version. It's like all you guys have to do is get rid of the filibuster, which you can do, and just pass shit. It's the same reason we have the current version of Obamacare that we have, which is more like Lindsey Graham care you know it's more the Republicans and insurance companies wrote it and Obama was like alright I guess there was I can't remember which Republican I heard in the news opposing it I don't know a ton about it but the general story it was on CBS which of all the mainstream news like I hold CBS up to like they seem to be full of the least amount of shit I guess is the best way to put it yeah Um, And they were talking about how this one Republican, I can't remember who it was, that's like strictly opposing the bill. The news story they ran with is like the stuff that he's opposing the bill on isn't in the bill. It's like... Yeah, nothing matters. Like, it might as well be like, well, they (laughs) said that unicorns exist and I don't believe that. And if that's in the bill, then, you know, I'm not going to sign that. You know, it's like... Not even if it's not in the bill. It's just that... uh, I don't want right. to sign any bill that people that believe in unicorns would write. Yeah, it's like <laughs> any the, bill they it's, would write. It's shit, the stuff that apparently he's upset about being in the bill isn't even in the bill. Like it's just nonsense that he's spouting on news, being like, "Well, this is why I'm not signing it. It's got this and this in it, and I'm not signing anything." Oh, I remember what it was that he was pissed about. Is he's like, "I'm not signing anything that's sending out free checks to illegal immigrants." Nothing in there. Is about sending checks to illegal immigrants. 
And like that was the news story of like, as far as we've read and what we have access to on this bill, there's nothing in here. And so it's either but now there's that so soundbite. Either option A, which in my opinion is maybe the best option of the these two, is option A is this Republican lawmaker is so uninformed and hasn't actually read the bill that he's just like mistaken and genuinely just doesn't know what's in it. That's sadly the best option. Or he's <laughs> just I know what B is. making up bullshit <laughs> because he wants to oppose it just to like fight the Democrats and not actually help people. He just wants to oppose it because it's a Democrat thing, whether it's good or not. So he's making up bullshit that he can oppose it on. Well, it's, and get his name out there yeah. and get that soundbite out there. Yeah. Because if enough people hear that soundbite, enough people that also aren't going to read the bill... Mm-hmm. They're just going to assume that it does do that because yeah. this guy said that it, he's yeah. not going to vote for it that it does. Well, he probably also doesn't know why he opposes it. It's probably his like donors are like, "Hey, don't don't mm-hmm. fucking back this," <laughs> and so he has to cook up some reason why. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why this is bad. It's like, yeah, like I think it's like I mean, and you see, I think you see that on both sides for yeah. sure, oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, I think it's I think it's the problem. It's, it's like it, each party is just they're helping their mm-hmm. set of friends stay rich. Yeah, and it's like. That's really where the battle is. It's not. It's, it's a chess game between different rich people, and it's not like. And it's like who, fucking. We're all the fucking pawns in mm-hmm. this, I guess. Dude, yeah, it's exact. It's that made me think of like how both parties recently, at least in the last five years or whatever, have like just written out like incredibly long bills, and then you know given them to the other side to read, and then the other side has held like a fucking press conference to be like, look how long, look how many words and pages this thing is ignoring that they have staff that they have yeah uh not just that they have staff but that there are 40 people that have to read this or mm-hmm. 45 people you know they can each divvy it up take a segment or whatever but like biden's agenda or you know biden's uh, infrastructure deal or whatever the republicans held a press conference like three four weeks ago just holding it up to cameras and being like look how long and we're supposed to pass this by two days from now it's like, yeah, that's your fucking... You signed up for that. Yeah. And, and the different... Yeah. Like, to be fair, the Democrats did the same shit. Like, mm-hmm. and do the same shit all the time. It's... It's, uh... That's one thing that's, like, bipartisan, mm-hmm. I guess, is complaining about reading. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so... Something I wanted to get to, it's kind of just a talking point, but here's a good point for me to toss it in here, is, like, in the same vein as this Republican lawmaker that was making up bullshit, is it clicked in with me the other day watching footage about this Virginia race... It clicked in, and I was like, okay, this is how, this is the, I don't know, just something clicked where I realized, like, this is the Republicans' whole game. I'm about to blow the lid wide open. And they've done this ever since I was, like, kind of news conscious, so maybe around 9-11, is the Republicans, I'm trying to narrow down, too, of, like, how much the politicians are responsible for versus how much the media is responsible for in regards to this because they both have a hand in it but I'm trying to like unfurl the fucking eternally tangled headphone cable that this is but basically it's like hey we're Republicans we know we've got an election coming up let's manufacture some threat and that's all we're going to talk about Caravans. on the fucking news. I was, I was about to joke and say, like, well, step one is like, how do they win elections? Like, step one, I was going to say, I know step one, they do a 9 11. And that was a yeah. joke. But, uh, but you're not, you're not That's actually what you just said. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and for There's those, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to take this into like, you know, 
Bush did 9-11 or anything am. like let's, that. Let's go to that. But like more just in, in the media, <laughs> they'll take something like after 9-11, it was Muslims. They tried to terrify fucking America of Muslims. And, uh, and Sharia brown, law, brown people everywhere. in general, yeah. Which and weirdly, you guys, we all remember the Sharia law period of like yeah. 08 to 16. And weirdly, if we let Republicans have shit right now, it would be Sharia law, which is totally weird, because <laughs> um, they're the ones that started all that that Fuck. got us scared of Sharia law. You're not wrong. Well, it's because um, we had uh, you know Barack Hussein Obama yeah. in office, mm-hmm. who looks like maybe he's one of those people, mm-hmm. um, and he's from Kenya, which is right around that area. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You see that one picture of him in that garb that didn't look American? Yeah, I mean, you know, so my point. a hat. But, well, hang on, let me finish my point. Is, uh, so it was Muslims after 9 11. I can't remember what it was during the Obama years, but then it, uh, you know, it's always been something with like Fox News and shit like that. Here recently at CRT, for example, is they generate. And the other ones, like, you could argue, it's like, okay, well, it was Muslims that flew the planes in there, so I can kind of, not all Muslims are going to do that, but I can understand where that fear is coming from. You know, I can at least understand that. The CRT thing is so ridiculous, the critical race theory stuff is so ridiculous that it's just really highlighted, like, how far they'll go into just making bullshit up. And the reason I thought this is on all the candidates that were running in the Virginia race, once they were on TV, or when it would show speeches they would give on election night and all this, they were like, we are going to keep CRT out of the schools. And like seeing different citizens and voters and stuff talking about CRT, like going to vote to keep critical race theory out of the schools. Critical race theory is literally not taught in any other schools, not in any other public schools. If it is taught, it's taught in private schools. And it's not taught until you get to more advanced classes college, in college. Yeah. yeah. And so they've literally <clears throat> convinced people that they're teaching, which it's a whole separate discussion on critical race theory, just like it's fucking history, but that's a separate discussion, is they've convinced people that they're teaching like first graders critical race theory. <laughs> and these people are fucking terrified of it and believe it. And they are going to vote... And voting for Republicans, like, we got to keep CRT out of the schools. That's what Tucker said. We got to keep it out. And it's just, I don't know, it clicked when I saw that. I was like, this is how Republicans win every time. They manufacture some oh. monster yeah, to scare the dumb people. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's you creating us versus them. It's, yeah. It's, it's easier to rally people into a fervor when there's a them. And, like, especially if you can create, like, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, the, like, white victimhood complex of it where mm-hmm. it's like... You, feel like you're under attack, like your way of life is under attack by these others that are now in, coming in and wanting to be normal. Now, you've known what normal is your whole life, and now these other people come in and they say get, they get to be normal too. They can get the hell out. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I think it's easy to fucking lean into that because, you know, I mean, like, fucking, I always bring this fucking point up, but it's, to me, it's the most flagrant admitting what they're doing is when Trump was just like, we love the poorly educated, we love them. It's like, why? of course you do, you fucking... <laughs> you helped create that. <laughs> it's, your, it's your bread and butter now. You need them to you, mm-hmm. you need them to keep your machine lubricated, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's like, the two sides are, well, since there are only two sides in American politics, Democrats and Republicans, the two sides are, in that order, the politics of hope and the politics of fear. And neither one of them fucking ever pans out. Because mm-hmm. the Democrats... 
lead with politics of hope. Hey, we're going to, it's all aspirational. We're going to do this. We're going to get this accomplished, whatever. And it never fucking happens, right? Or some like half, like watered down, like version of it happens that doesn't really like help all the people that were so hoping it would when they voted for it. Or on the other side, the Republicans, you have the politics of fear, which again, never pans out because of shit like Ian's saying. Like, when they're so, like, every time they, they drum up, like, there's a caravan, there's a mass caravan coming for the U.S., it's coming for our borders, and Joe Biden, and, you know, previously Obama, hasn't done enough to stop them. That's what happened at Astroworld. And it, right, yeah, exactly, and we'll go get into that, but, but it's like, it's, it's, the politics of hope and the politics of fear, um, it's just that neither fucking one of them ever pans out, and I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just, I had something larger to say on it. Well, it I just, clicked. It. Like, I knew that, especially Fox News did that, of, like, they just fearmonger. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known that for years. But it didn't really click in to <clears> what <throat> degree until I saw this Virginia thing. And it really clicked with, which we've been talking about the CRT stuff for a while, but just seeing these politicians talking about it, you would think... I don't know, it was on the level, like, they were preaching against CRT and being like, we've saved your children from learning about the the horrors of CRT. And you would think they were, like, trying to keep them from teaching Nazism yeah. in a class or something. Like, that's the sort of fervor that I would associate that. And, like, we have saved your children. You know, you can thank us. You've you made the right choice and elected me. Your children are safe, God damn it! You yeah. Know, like, that sort of shit. And it's just, once I saw that that was about CRT, I was like, and the sad thing is, some of these politicians may actually believe what they're preaching about, because that's how fucking dumb they are. They're like, yeah, we well, do need to stop teaching this liberal agenda I mean, like I said in our third-grade classes. Like I said earlier, most of them don't know why they're on the side that they're on. Yeah. It's just that's what, like, the guy who gives me all the money to keep this fucking thing going says this, this is what I have to mm-hmm. support. So I guess we'll figure out, like, hey, staff, figure out what my policy positions are. And it's a bunch of interns have to scramble to go, mm-hmm. fuck, how do we justify this? Yeah. There was so much rhetoric in that Virginia race about, quote-unquote, our children. And, like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I follow several, like, you know, right-wing accounts, and a couple of them live in Virginia. Uh, and they, yeah, they've been reposting, like, this is what happens when you mess with our children. Like, all this stuff. But if you look at it, I mean, first off, there's so many weird things with children in this right. And I don't, that sounds weird. Well, they loved kids because the kids can't vote. Kids can't vote. But Glenn Youngkin, the guy who won. It's the same reason they love uh, unaborted fetuses. Right. They can't vote. <laughs> they can't vote. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, his kid, who's 17 years old, tried to vote twice in this election. And the Republicans are obviously the party of, you know, no voter fraud. Yeah, you know, yeah. We have to search down and like hunt down and kill anyone who tries. Basically, I'm exaggerating, but not by much. And dude tried to vote at a precinct that he wouldn't have even been registered in were he 18 and registered to vote. And then he came back, like, they turned it down, and he came back like a half hour later and he was like, no, I demand that you allow me to vote here. And they were like, kid, I don't know what you want. Like, you're 17. You're licensed. Like, you know, we have voter ID law. Or I don't know if they do. but And uh, so that was funny. The second thing that I was going to just bring up real quick, because I know I've been talking a lot, was that all of the, um, like, school board members and, like, all of the kind of, like, local elections that ran on or against CRT things, uh, the Republicans lost all that. 
they lost the one in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is the big one that's been at the focal point of a lot of this shit that we've all seen the videos from with Mm -hmm. the parents coming in and yelling, blah, blah, blah. The Republicans focused really heavily on CRT for that one, and they lost across the board. Um, They lost in, I think, a couple Connecticut districts where they were even expected to maybe win, Mm -hmm. even though it's Connecticut, uh, by campaigning on CRT. Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax have all drastically lowered their at least mentions of CRT or critical race theory in any form uh, since, like, I don't know, July or August or something. Like, it's not a winning issue for them anymore, which makes it all, all right. that more it's, surprising it that Glenn Young can... Yeah, yes. it seems to have won them Virginia. Because he yeah. ran an ad with an aggrieved mom that was like, Democrats are trying to make my son read things in school that you would not believe. Blah, blah, blah. Glenn Youngkin is going to protect our children. The thing in question, mm-hmm. a Toni Morrison book. I don't remember which one, but a, a Toni right, Morrison and it, book. And it's like... And it's not even, you know... The thing is, is it's, it's like... <laughs> they're not teaching second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, or twelfth. CRT. Like, they're not sitting second graders down and showing them Django Unchained. Like, <laughs> but that's what it sounds like. I want to go to that school. Though. Like, that's what it sounds like the Republicans are doing. Or make, making it sound like the Democrats are forcing upon the kids. Like, we can't have them watch Django Unchained yeah. at nine years old. No, I agree with you. Nine-year-olds probably shouldn't watch Django Unchained. <clears throat> they're going to have some fucking questions. I mean, I would. I, I wouldn't be opposed to, like, High school kids learning, but like, high school for sure. Like, yeah, you have like critical race theory, and like you know, I mean, because at that point, like I said, like you said, it's, it's history. So I think like teach. I think at that age, that is right when you were really want to. Like I think in middle school, they give you kind of the glossed over version, and then high school, they're like, all right, look, so here's some some ugly truth about the world, but you need it to, to get forward. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, uh, little kids. I mean. Like like it's not even an issue. Like we were talking about, it's not like it's not like yeah. I, I have to feel strongly about it one way or the other because it's not a thing. Like no one's like you said, they're not showing them Django yeah. and Chain. They're not making them listen to NWA tapes and yeah. dissecting what that means. <laughs> it, there's the there's a funny clip I'll show you later. It, it's literally <laughs> the equivalent of one of these politicians getting up there and saying like, "It's so good that you all elected me. I've stopped them by electing me. We've stopped them from hitting our kids in school." It, yeah, that's the the it's feel the you get from same. the yeah. It is the exact same campaign well, message. Well, that they weren't hitting our kids to begin with, but I've stopped it. Like it's the same shit. Yeah, but now it's codified. Like okay. I don't know. Well, all right. All right. So let's talk about this. Let's go, Brandon thing, because I don't know much about this. I think I found the initial clip that all this started from, though. Yeah, it's a, a NASCAR reason. Yeah. So I'm just gonna play this initial clip and like. I don't know if this is it. I think this is just gonna be him I, celebrating. Well, it's when the pr- reporter comes up to him, so it may it may be coming. I'm just saying this clip is very short. I mean, that was definitely, I think, where it happened, but I don't think. That yeah, it's probably whatever clip is right after that. I know I sent it they to the Discord. They freaked out from takeoff to landing because he said, let's go. Oh, Brandon. we're playing Gutfeld. It's the one LGB the left hates to see. 
That's cute. <laughs> Southwest Airlines will conduct an internal investigation into a pilot who finished his passenger greeting with the phrase, let's go, Brandon, which sounded fine to me since 89% of male flight attendants are named Brandon. <laughs> you can look it up. What, they do comedy on Fox oh, News? They try oh, so hard. Yeah, Gutfield sucks. Gutfeld. Jeez, fuck that shit. He, yeah. he used to host, I, I got so mad at him. because I sent it to the Discord. He used to host this overnight like uh, talk show. I mean, it may still like his radio talk show is called Red Eye Radio, and they our local uh, affiliate WGOW replaced uh, fucking Art Bell, which well, hadn't been Art Bell in a long time. Mm. It was Coast to Coast AM, that which is one of the fucking greatest radio broadcasting shows of all time. Um, replaced it with uh, Red Eye Radio, so we got to hear that fucking Joker instead. I'm so, I was so I like immediately was like I hate this guy. Nothing he cannot win me over, and he never has. He's never even come close. Yeah, I mean, wrapped up in this conversation, like while you look for the clip, is just like while, like just or why, like, and you probably have a a good perspective on this, Ian. But like, why right wing comedy? I'm not even like comedy attempts are just so fucking terrible. And I think we all know a few reasons, but like, oh my god, it's just such a oh. <laughs> I think I found it here. We're getting Brandon again. But yeah, I want to get back I mean, to this. This discussion. is an example of that, and then we'll go into it. Unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was... Uh... Learning how each line didn't, uh... I do like how they, like, because you can tell, like, the way the echo is, is that, like, everyone there is hearing this interview. And so you can tell that the crowd, once they all heard her say, you can hear them, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. They got louder. And I think that's mm -hmm. funny. I mean, like, I think the whole thing is pretty funny. Um, I think that it's definitely being like, you can kill a joke. And I think that like, that's one thing that the right is really bad at is not knowing Well, I mean, I'm like here, not just the right. I think just generally like dim people don't know that jokes. Like it's like, you know, how, you, you, know you have the friend who like quoted Borat like way too long yeah, yeah, or like the, the guy who quoted like Austin powers way too long, you know, after, you know, and then you saw that also, like, I remember, like, the Skyrim meme about, like, an you know, I took an arrow to the knee. I used to be an adventurer like you, but I took an arrow to the knee. It was pretty funny for, like, a couple weeks. And then you'd see that fucking meme pop itself back up. And you're like, why are people still making this fucking joke? I feel like Let's Go Brandon is kind of already there. Like, it, mm -hmm. it because it became this weird fucking thing that they, like, latched onto for some reason. Well, you hit a good point before the show that it's, like, it started... Which, A, question here is, I legitimately cut this reporter some slack because I understand it's probably loud as shit down there on the tarmac at a uh, race course. You, A, got the crowd, plus, like, yeah, cars aren't racing, but, like, there's still, you know, there's cars going around the track, like, cleaning the track, you know, like, pace cars and stuff, and there's motors running around you. So I understand how it could be potentially hard for her to hear. Plus, she may have headphones on. Well, yeah, probably. I, and uh, so to be able to hear the crowd, I can cut her some slack to be like, maybe she legitimately thought they were saying, let's go, Brandon. No. 
No, I don't believe that. I no. think she, I think there's no way that crowd, but like I said, they were getting louder. Mm. They, she definitely knew what they were saying. That was, she thought she was making a good save. And I bet like, she's just good at her job. Well, it's yeah. like, it's in, it was on NBC. <laughs> so it was on like mm. TV, TV. People were saying, fuck Joe Biden. And she was like, I bet, I bet the control room when she said they're chanting, let's go Brandon. I bet they're like, high five. We yeah. did it. And then that, realized that like, no, huge... that's going to be a meme. <laughs> Do you that, think this that is all and a massive FCC fine? Do you think this was all a setup and that NASCAR let Brandon win so that this whole mm. fucking thing would be plausible? Yeah. Cause I like mean, if like Jeff Gordon or I don't know if Jeff Gordon's still racing, but like if Jeff wins, you can't have, you can't be like, Oh look, they're chanting. Let's go Jeff. Well, I mean, I've been saying sports are crooked all along. Yeah. Like, I mean, when did the Patriots get good? 2001, right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it, all of a sudden, like, patriotism became the new invoke yeah. thing. Who's the best football team now out of nowhere? The fucking Patriots, of course. Yep. That was my high school team, the Patriots. Damn. Nice. But uh, also, you. NASCAR, like, corporately, it's pretty left. Like they're pretty woke as a company. Like you remember on uh uh yeah, but that wasn't the company in the crowd <laughs> and it stands there. That was oh no, that's what I'm saying though, is like as far as you saying NASCAR concocting this. Oh yeah, it would be strange, but yeah, I think, I, was joking. A, I, think I think it was a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I read that as a bit. Um yeah, it just it cracks me up though. Cause I don't know. I I still I could give her the benefit of the doubt because it's loud as fuck down there, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. It's probably a save because that's a pretty big FCC fine. Yeah, I think she's like, nope, I've got to, I've got, it's like, there's no way I can do my job right now because they're screaming, yeah. fuck the current sitting president. <laughs> yeah. So let me just keep saying words. And as long as I don't stop saying words and mm. you can't hear the other words that they're saying, so I'm going to keep saying words. I'm actually going to tell you what they're saying <laughs> so that way, in case there's any confusion. <laughs> And he actually does a good job picking it up right after that and then just mm. continuing talking as well. He probably knew. He was probably like, yeah, this is bad. This yeah, is bad. yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, like you said. He also, I mean, yeah, that might be like his first big, it's definitely his first big win. So yeah. he doesn't want that shit. Yeah, like you said before the show, than- Ian was like, it's funny because like the joke is like, whatever, she tried to cover it up. But then righties have taken this as like code language. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seems like. Just based on the fact that like, Kind of like we were talking about how like bad that right wing people tend to be at comedy and humor in general, because it's again, it's uneducated and it, you know, and look, everybody, I'm not, I'm not trying to gatekeep what's allowed to be funny. Fucking a person can fall down and make people laugh. It doesn't take a smart person to go like, uh, you know, like, so what I'm saying is, is that I just think that like with this, it's definitely like, it looked like it was a fucking, it's a thing that happened. And then that was a save. And now I think, a lot of boomers who are in this sort of like culture of, of latching on to any sort of Q meme that comes across their fucking Facebook feed. Cause let's be honest, that's where they're getting it. And uh, they're, they probably didn't even know the joke to begin with. And they just saw the meme and then put their own meaning on it. And now that's like, it seems like, cause the way it's being written on cars and stuff and like be, the way people are like parading it around, it's like, it's sort of like they think they're dog whistling. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's my thing with it is, is that it's so fucking funny to me that they've like let it be so neutered. Like there was like two, three weeks where like Trump fans were shouting fuck Joe Biden in groups at sporting events. And then this one happened on like, I don't know, week two or three of that. Uh, And all of a sudden now it's 
they're not yelling fuck Joe Biden anymore. They're yelling, let's go, Brandon. So if anything, they fucking punked themselves or this reporter punked them in the sense that there's no longer large crowds of people yelling fuck Joe Biden at sporting events. I'm, I'm going to do a quick Google search because I'm wondering if there's another layer to this that, that um, <laughs> if, Q's, no, if Q's made another drop. Um, right. See if there's a but you get what drop. I mean, right? Like they, well, they self like they fucking neutered it or allowed it to be neutered. So now but I mean, well, don't get me wrong. A lot of this is a money grab. So there's so much fucking merch out right now. That's let's go, Brandon. Yeah, straight up. That couldn't have been. No, go on. Oh, I was going to say just as validation, AP News, um, as of October 30th, ha- the headline is or, or, yeah, October 30th. So it's been a few like a week. Yeah. How let's go. Brandon became code for insulting Joe Biden. It's not a fucking code. It's not a fucking code. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a code. We all know what it means. And you fucking cut the balls off of it. You know what, though? Like, which is hilarious. I you you know what, though? Brandon's around the world need this. <laughs> Uh, like, tell me a Brandon that's good at anything. Brandon Lee. That's one famous. That's one famous brand. What's Brandon? The, what's Brandon this? Lee? Like he wasn't good at checking his gun for blanks that he was acting with. Brandon Ruth. Shittiest Superman that we've had. Give me a Brandon a that's good at something. What about the singer? I can't remember his last name, but the singer of Incubus. Incubus. Okay. Uh, Boyd? Yeah. I think. He's a really good singer. Yeah, great yeah. guy. Mediocre rock band. Sick Brandon band. Flowers, lead Science singer of the, great. the Science Killers. The Killers. Uh, the Killers is a good band, but uh, he's short uh, and kind so, of a dum-dum, yeah. apparently. Can't really count him. What about Brandon Urie? Brandon, you're uh, Panic at the Disco, right? Okay. No, that's Brenda. Or, is it? No, Brendan? maybe that is. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But either way. Katie would kill me for not Either knowing. way, Brandon's around the world need this, I think. I've heard from yeah. the only Brandon that I know <laughs> that this is not a welcome thing. And who is also a flight attendant. Is he, is he good at something? actually reads into that. That's plays into that earlier. Is he good at something now? I don't know. Presumably his job yeah. and shit. Yeah. It's like a friend of a friend, but... Um, yeah, he's like, I'm no longer happy to announce, but we're in a Discord group together, among other. But like, it's like, I'm no longer happy to close my calls with uh, or open my calls with this is uh, Brandon, your flight attendant, <laughs> because I've gotten let's go Brandon's from some people in the fucking aisles. Oh, See, if, it is if, not welcome. Here. If I was Brandon, I'd be like, and what's, what's my <laughs> if my name was Brandon and I was a flight attendant and when I do my little speech at the beginning, it's like, all right, the uh the exits up here, all that little speech. Yeah. I'm just like, all right. And that's where the exits are. And uh, I'm Brandon, your flight attendant. And let's go. And then uh, <laughs> you're ready for your flight. I would lean into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good close. Get a whole plane wide. Let's go. Brandon. Yeah. Going to get, make everybody feel real united. <laughs> sure. Sure. On, on the, on probably United airline. On United. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Start off your speech with my name's Brandon. It's what? my first time doing this. And he could use a little encouragement. Let's play this <laughs> musical hit, though. It's inspired a whole wave of musical numbers. And I think this is pretty cool. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. I love that it starts with that. Let's go, Brandon. This is Forgiato Blow. Let's go, Brandon. Americans screaming, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Patriots screaming, fuck Joe Biden. I'm going to go do uh, 
Like whenever I do a burnout in my truck, I'm gonna listen to this. Oh, hell yeah. I yeah. feel like which is all the time. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is there a music video? Because I'm not seeing any video. So I'm wondering. There's not that I can let's see. see here. This looks like a music well, video. In my head. Let's go, Brandon. Crazy. Yeah, it, well, it's, it looks like it's on a football field, which is pretty. <laughs> this apt. one, I think they're opening with a Trump impersonator. Whoa! It's also, crazy. this guy is running for Congress, apparently. Oh, uh, I uh, Jr. I hope that's Mashevsky. Let's go, Brandon. Crazy. Jr. You're an artist with that big, beautiful yard, and uh, you did a fantastic job. I want you to. You've got a Trump impressionist. Yeah. I'm missing out. I should like market myself. It's like I can do Trump. Make a big, beautiful song for the people. James Austin Johnson should just do. Just make a million dollars. <laughs> this is a different song. I can't believe there's multiple Let's Go Brandon songs. Why are we Wait, shouting out Dave Chappelle? I don't know, but they... Well, you know why. why? Because he's on their yeah. side. Yeah, why? I mean, I don't think Dave Chappelle's on their side, though. Well, they, 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 I think do. they Yeah, they, they do. think... <laughs> And what's this with the Kyrie Irving? Oh, Kyrie Irving doesn't Irving. like the vaccine. He's okay. not going to get vaccinated. Yeah. If this yeah. was made like two weeks later, it would have Aaron Rodgers in it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, here's my thing: is is I think that uh, both this song and that song um, are Walmart as fuck, man. I yeah. imagine that. In other words, really good. The other one made me feel like the video is the stage is set up in the back of a Walmart parking lot, and like you can see the people partying and the Walmarts in the distance, and everyone's coming out. Uh, buying, you know, br- going in, uh, self check out the beer, and they bring it right out to the party and pass it out to their friends, and everybody's having a good time. Wait, is this is a this third. The, this is a third this is a song. Third. With this an is official, the official music, music video. video, though, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of these people are just cashing on the meme. Yeah, yeah. his yeah. green screen work isn't even good. <laughs> just do the whole thing. Why would you? I've done video editing in like 10 plus years. I could do better than this. Although, as far as the song, I can. This guy's got it. I can't beat this. But we know what they say, no. He kind of looks like Jay Farrow. It's his mouth. <laughs> All right, can you make this end? All right, yeah. thanks. <laughs> uh, but no, the Sorry. point is, is there's a bunch of these that it's inspiring. Yeah, I agree with you. Ian, is that it's probably a bunch of people cashing right in on it. And I don't know if YouTube's still doing it because these are on YouTube, but YouTube was yanking these down, which I think is like... They might have yanked that, down the one with the most views... Because I did hear from some but people. But either that way, they, why yank that? I mean, I guess if it's got anti-vax stuff, you know, that could have been why they took it down. Because I mean, like, I, don't I know. see nothing wrong with saying fuck Joe Biden. Well, yeah, you should I be agree able to, with that. You should be able to say fuck the sitting president. I think mm-hmm. that's a, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, and like I'm not, perti- it, and I'm not. Per- I voted for him. Yeah, I'm and not. I'll partic- still say fuck you, Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm not particularly fond of the job he's done so far. I'll be, I'll be, uh, quite uh, curt and frank about that. But, you know, it's just funny to me how it's like 
it's this acting like it's owning something, but it's it's like it'd be like you know how like people talk about like you know the Q people, and then like the derogatory term is like Q tards. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Yeah. Uh, so I you, think I debuted that on here. It might yeah. be like, but what if what if you know Q followers started calling themselves Q tards and acting like they were owning yeah. everybody for it? It'd be like, yeah. no, no, it's not how this works. You can't just take your insult and be like, yep, nope, that's. I mean, I guess you can. Well, yeah, there's a big historic example. Yeah, I was going to say, I was immediately was like, oh, well, I can think of one case where that that was a thing. Yeah, and I think a couple others in progress, too, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's not my business what other people, but I, I, I'm, all I'm saying is that it's just, it's this weird sort of, like, righteous indignation along with it that's, that seems really kind of... Uh, I don't know that I don't know I don't know they get that one. They they it's like acting like you won when you didn't win. Oh yeah, well I fucking still won though. It's like no you didn't. I scored more points than you. It's like yeah, but I I I win cuz you you're gay. It's like shit. <laughs> shit. It is a lot like that. It's yeah, the election was a lot like that. And like all the I mean, granted I'm in like the more obviously left-wing like Twitter and Instagram ecosystem or whatever as probably most of us are to some degree. But like most of the memes that I've seen are just making fun of this <laughs> where it's like, I mean, the, one of my favorite ones was like the dude that's in the corner at the party. That's like, no one knows I'm blank, but it was like, uh, he's got a let's go Brandon shirt on and a, his party hats turned into a red MAGA party hat. And it says, no one knows they're triggered and everyone else is just like in their own world having a good time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's pretty much the the best one that sums this up to me. It's like, because right politics is, I mean, we've talked about this plenty, but they don't have really any policies or positions on a lot of shit anymore, other than just triggering the libs and trolling yeah, the left. And what's well, it's it's funny because <laughs> so, they rail against identity politics, but literally yeah. all of their politics are centered around identity. They rail against cancel culture and they cancel people left and right. They're historically like if you look at like who typically canceled people, you know, like you look at like the. You know, the RIAA and stuff. That was a conservative organization. You know, like you look at like every sort of like major, like you're not allowed to say these words kind of people throughout history, at least of this country. It's been probably more than the conservative side. Yeah. Everything Dude, I, that was a satanic panic or yeah. a communist. I literally scare. like let's talk about the NRA <laughs> real quick, because like I had to do like a change of opinion on the NRA, like maybe like. I don't know, four years ago or so. I wasn't like driving around the NRA sticker or a member or anything, but I was like a proponent of it. You just had the flag that flies out the passenger. Everything. Window, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I grew up in a rural area and my dad's a member of the NRA. And when I was growing up, like I learned to shoot guns pretty early and like I'm a big advocate of gun safety. And like, because of that, just cause I grew up around it and I'm very safe around guns. And I and I, I don't know, I guess my ultimate question, I, I'll get back to story time real quick, but like, I don't know if this is a myth, like this whole thing. Like if you ask my dad why the NRA should exist, it's because they uh, protect the second amendment, but they also like host gun safety courses and all this. They do not do those gun safety courses these days, but I remember going with my dad to NRA events in the early nineties. And so I guess my question is like this myth that modern day conservatives have that the NRA, like, yeah, they obviously protect guns, gun rights because they want to be able to sell more guns, but they're gun lobbyists as far as I'm fucking concerned. Mm -hmm. And they're just trying to sell more guns. 
And uh, it's pretty clear. You watch like, oh, we're selling less guns. I'm not saying they are like false flagging and creating shootings or anything, but it's like, it's funny to me that like every time there is a shooting or something, the NRA fucking capitalizes on that. And it's like, not every time, like they're not, (laughs) not every time, like the Democrats want like marching against gun rights. The NRA loves that because it sells more guns for the NRA because people are fucking terrified. The liberals are going to take their guns. Yeah. It's like what I've noticed is you don't see the correlation and spike in sales with these uh, horrific events. It's the reaction of the horrific events. Yeah. Like that. And it's usually not even like, cause I mean, like I I'm for pretty like common sense gun control, like measures. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I think I do believe that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to let them tell you too much of what you're allowed to have. But at the same time, you, you, you know, we, we, the, the, so, some of the, the atrocities that we've seen mm-hmm. shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of like the, the, the easy way to talk about a complicated thing. Um, but what I'm, what, what my point was, I fucking lost it though. I don't know. Well, all I was well, saying was that I'm wondering if it's a myth and that like, or did they actually used to do that? And did the NRA used to actually have like a really good purpose of teaching people about gun safety and it just got corrupt and became a gun lobbying organization or was it always a gun lobbying organization and they've just always lied and they've convinced conservatives that they actually like, no, we teach a course once in a while every 10 years. Yeah, like I, I think it like I mean, it, the fact that you remember taking ones that you specifically remember they were mm-hmm. sponsored by the NRA and everything like I think they did used to do a lot more advocacy, ugh, advocacy for things like that. Um, But like currently, like all they do, like they don't, that's, do, shit that's what, they, they don't do shit for like, well, all right, I'll put it this way. They do. They lobby for gun manufacturers. They are not lobbying for you as a common citizen for your 2A rights, this, that, or the other. A byproduct of them lobbying for those manufacturers does end up helping consumers in some cases. Like, so a lot of people do get tricked into, I say tricks, like, I don't know, get confused into supporting them or whatever. Well, Having it, it the NRA does, sticker on the back of your truck, this, that, Nintendo and the other. producing more Wii U's or whatever, or switches right it's, it's advocating like, for the oh, manufacturer for yeah more people are gonna have switches them to make money it yeah right what well, and that sorry oh, go uh, no go ahead go um ahead. the only other thing i was gonna say is is on on the the nra's like just track record alone is that anytime you have a person who is say going on a spree right like a, a dylan roof or a I don't even want to give. Sorry, I'm shit. I feel shitty for even saying his name, but like any kind of like shooting spree or anything like that, or any people that get shot like in Vegas or whatever. Um, they should call them. The sprays. NRA comes fun. out in. Uh, uh, I feel bad about <laughs> myself. The NRA comes out and and they they talk a lot about like your rights as a gun owner, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, especially if you are somebody, if you're the rare good guy that stops the bad guy, blah, blah, blah. They'll laud that till, you know, the fucking cows come home. But when Philando Castile gets shot in his car by a police officer, by following the NRA's exact, like the rules that he was following by notifying the officer that he had a gun in the glove box and then getting a verbal okay on mm. that, like that's all NRA handbook stuff. That's not like, so, I mean, that might have been something his parents taught him, but that's all by the NRA handbook. Mm-hmm. And when things like that happen, the NRA says nothing. 
Yeah, well, like, and uh, I think I, I know, like, I'm, certain other shootings have been that exact case where the person that owned the guns that were used owned them legally, did everything according to like the NRA's handbook or whatever. And the NRA will come out in their defense they don't do and be shit. like, "Oh, oh, you're talking, oh yeah, the no, NRA doesn't do shit." Yes. And and it's just like to me, if the NRA was actually doing what this this mythic NRA that exists to conservatives of where the NRA is like. It's there to protect us. If the NRA was actually that NRA, then I feel like it would come out and try to actively stop these yeah. shooter situations. The point I'm trying to make is that the NRA, just in short, is racist as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a There's given. a million like, other examples. Right. It, so they're not advocating in, in short and I'll to you Ian after but like in short oh, okay. they're not advocating for the rights of all gun owners yeah you can or even me. most gun owners yeah you confuse me talking about one shooter I don't want to mention his name again but and then jumping to a no yeah sorry yeah I, I should well, we could probably just bleep that, that, that out and like post probably if you if you really you know want to uh, if I come across it I'll bleep it if not yeah I'm not gonna worry about it um, but what I was gonna say is it seems like the perfect grift to me like I always keep it, an yeah. eye out for a good grift it's like yeah I don't like make milk, right? I don't own any cows, but what if I start a group that advocates for the production of cow milk and then I, I market it as a public safety uh, thing for everyone. I mean, all the fucking milk, you know, farmers are gonna be like, hell yeah, let's give this guy money to keep putting out, mm -hmm. you know, messages to say like, Hey, this is good that there's milk out there, you know? And they'll also use that as sort of like, look, we're also going to make sure that the, the milk is safe and it's made to certain standards and, you know, produce a certain standards and we're going to do this, but also like they don't, you know, they don't in, at the end of the day, they don't give a shit about the person who's buying the milk. Cause that's not where the, that's not the, the name that's signing their checks. It's mm. the companies who are own the cows. Mm. And so it just seems like it's like in my head, it's like, that just seems like a, a, an obvious grift. Like, yeah, it's, it's just something that a lot of people do, like just look at like the NRA on face value. And they're like, well, it's the national rifle association. I own a rifle, a shotgun and a yeah. handgun. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I should well, sign that's, up. And that's exactly this. how my dad looks at it. So like, they fundraise yeah. from citizens. Yeah. And advocate for yeah. manufacturers. Well, and and it's, the people that do it are convinced that it's this NRA that mm -hmm. like protecting their rights in Congress from the crazy Democrats that are trying to take your guns. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've always told any Republican that's like, they're not going to take your guns. They're not going to get rid of abortion, but if they get rid of abortion, watch out for your fucking guns and look where we're at with Roe versus Wade right now. So, Hey, Republicans that are wanting to get rid of abortion, both of those are rights. We should have when one goes, watch out for the other. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of weird pro-life arguments tied up in both too. Yeah. You know, and, uh, among other things, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about let's go Brandon, but yeah, that's about <laughs> all that. But no, did you have something else to say? We done I was Brandon. just going to say, I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure like Steven Crowder has a hilarious new five minutes on it, but you know, <laughs> That's just a snide remark more than anything. I, I, well, it's the same five minutes he had two years ago. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not even really five minutes. It's, 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 it's not uh, his comedy is so bad. I don't know if you ever watched it. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I have not. I don't want to derail the conversation on just do I hate. Yeah. It's not, it's not even worth knowing it. I wish it's kind of like, I feel bad. I feel like a worse person now that I know like, Oh, but it's that kind of shit though. Like it's literally like, 
that level of thinking is the what makes let's go brandon mm-hmm. other than just a hilarious moment meme into like an actual like a movement kind of hashtag kind of thing like they're using it for it's so cringe that's the only thing i know to tell you, is like it's cringe like i don't want to like you know I, I said a lot on my my home show this past week uh about uh fucking wanting to quit my job and not and i was scared about saying a lot of things and, and it's like that's one of the things I worry about at my job because it's a very like conservative atmosphere. <laughs> I just know that like I feel like I'm so broken at this point that if someone tried to like let's go Brandon me like in the work chat, I'd just be like, leave me alone, retard, and then get fucking fired for it. <laughs> I'd support you in that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd be wrong too, but it's <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'd mostly support you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be like a silent. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna outwardly say that I mean, you're bad, but I'm not also gonna show up and. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Astro World. Speaking of uh, late stage capitalism, I think this is a sign of late stage capitalism. But yeah, you guys were uh, pretty uninitiated on this, so let me just play the news article. Is here. there is there footage? Yeah. I just and that's his uh, Travis Scott. He's got a statement, but this is the actual. Jump here real quick. Keep going. The crowd began to to compress towards the front of of the stage. Okay, and that caused some panic, and it started causing some injuries. People began to fall out, uh, become unconscious, and it created additional additional panic. A sold-out music festival in Houston, Texas, triggered what officials declared a mass casualty incident after a crush of concert goers started to push near the stage. We had eight, at least eight, confirmed Selena situation. The tragedy unfolded Friday night at Travis Scott's Astro World Festival during a performance by the rapper. Suddenly, we had several people down on the ground experience some type of cardiac arrest or some type of. Um, uh, uh, medical episode, uh, and so we had been. We immediately started doing uh, CPR. Video circulating on social media showed the unsettling scenes. At least eleven people went into cardiac arrest. Everybody just screaming, "Help! Help! Help!" It felt like we was in a concert in hell. You couldn't breathe. You couldn't see. Scott stopped the show at least once when he spotted a fan in distress. We need somebody to help. Or somebody passed out right here. Somebody passed out right here. I'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night, Scott tweeted. Houston PD has my total support as they continue to look into the tragic loss of life. The 29-year-old has been nominated for eight Grammy Awards. Clips of the concert shared to Instagram by his partner, Kylie Jenner, show the crowd of tens of thousands. It was like a ripple effect. One person pushed and the whole crowd just went forward. Security or EMTs could not physically get over to any people in the crowd. There's just too many people. Houston's mayor is promising to leave no stone unturned. We are certainly looking at all of the video footage. Uh, We are talking to witnesses. We are talking with the event organizers. We want to look at every single detail to determine what led up to it. Hours before the fatal surge, hundreds of people stormed past security to get in, perhaps foreshadowing the chaos to come. This is a big event right now, you know what I'm saying? So, like, people are going to try and bust through the fence and stuff like that. The festival was supposed to continue today, but has been called off. According to the mayor, the dead included a child as young as 14, and he says the crowd in general was quite young. Of the more than a dozen people who remain in hospital, 
five are under the age of 18. Karen Seolin, City News. So, yeah, basically, uh, too many people came into this concert. They were a little hyped. Bad crowd control. They all compressed towards the front. And I was reading some stuff online that apparently it was like so tight that you couldn't move or breathe. And people started like choking. And then that forced some people through the barricade. And then it's just it's like a fire. Like once the fire starts, it spreads. I've actually I have experience with something like this. I um, funny enough, I was seeing uh incubus at the time mm. it was incubus and deftones in atlanta you're not backing up that this is a good brandon uh no this is we're, we're gonna i just wait for okay, it okay okay so, the tale of this brandon so during incubus set there was this massive mm. like cr- like i've been to a ton of concerts i know what the the massive bodies at the front is like i've never been in a push like this and it was like this we're just everyone was like cl- trying to get to the front and I was just everyone was ca- like driving forward. Yeah. And I was just caught up in it and it sucked. Like, but like, uh, Incubus actually stopped their set and like, just said like, yeah, we're, we're going to give it a few minutes. Everyone, please. If you can take five steps back, I think if every single person takes five steps back, we'll create enough room and we'll be able to safely continue the show. And they didn't play another song until it, fucking spread out and it didn't happen again after that so i gotta say let's go brandon for uh okay stopping what could have been a set i could have been one of like one, one of these people you know it was it was bad it was i like it's like knowing what that crush really feels like it's like yeah. i can imagine but they was this was not that kind of this wasn't like a mm-hmm. big festival this was a single concert in a mm-hmm. single venue so it's like that only compounded was probably like fucking nightmarish I was going to say I was at uh, the reason I was not on episode what 63 last. It would have been the last, the last episode. One, yeah. Uh, was because I was at shaky knees yeah. at a 54. Thank you. Uh, I was at shaky knees in Atlanta, which is like a festival like this, but it's a, it's a three day. I don't know if this is a three day or a one day or well, what. It was exactly. obviously supposed to be more than one day. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, we saw like, I guess like the listeners obviously can't see it, but like the, the crowd was just like pouring in past security mm-hmm. and everything, which obviously, which was not our experience at Chicken Ease. It was show your Vax card, um, you know, then your ID. Then you know, there's like stages of it and shit, and you go through a metal detector. This was just people just pouring through shit, which I had not seen. Like I didn't really know much about this story either, but um, well, the, and- the least safe we felt was like we were trying to get really close for the Strokes show, mm-hmm. like because that was my favorite fucking band in high school, and I haven't seen them in I think exactly 15 years. Um, but I had a piece so bad that we had to just go back, but I, I wasn't after that. I wasn't jealous of the people that were still up there. Cause it was fucking mm-hmm. tight up there. Nothing obviously like this, like no casualties or anything like that. But I mean, like, like we were talking about before the show, it's like, if you're like up on one of those barricades and that barricade, like you get pushed to the point where that barricade yeah. like falls over those like cheap little fences that they mm-hmm. usually have. Like if you are on it, when it falls over, you are on the bottom of it. You fall mm-hmm. with it. And then whoever's trying to get in, whoever's like trying to get a better picture or whatever is just running all over you. Mm-hmm. And like, I could see how, especially a 14 year old or whatever, oops, <laughs> uh, would just get, I mean, yeah, that one, when I was, uh, I was telling you a little bit about it yesterday, Ian. And when I, I'd first heard about this yesterday and at first I didn't know much about Travis Scott. And I was like, man, this sucks to be an artist. And this happens at your show. Like you almost have no control over that. Of like people just get a little too hyped and mob out. Like 
people die at your show, like that would affect the rest of your career as a musician. At least I'm putting myself in these shoes and being or like as that an actor. If that would make me feel somebody. fucking terrible. And like, maybe I would never, uh, perhaps I would never perform live music again. But then I started digging into Travis Scott a little more. This was his festival. This has happened before at this exact same festival in 2019. And he's known for riling up the crowd. And it became like, once I read into it, it seems pretty evident that clip it showed of him trying to stop the music and be like, Hey, somebody's passed out over here. It's like the one clip going around. I was defending this guy last night. And after reading into him, I'm not, this guy seems like a guy that encourages this shit. What does that mean? Like known for riling up the crowd. If you're a musical artist, like shouldn't, isn't that in your job? He's been arrested for it. What are you, what, what, I'm not arguing with like you because I don't know the specifics. A mob. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, oh, inciting it, a mob yeah, is it's, definitely it's okay, under the okay. terms of inciting a mob. But want to get so it's more than just yeah. getting people hyped up yeah. and pumped. And yeah, so I'm okay, just okay. taking a t-shirt and spinning it around his head like a helicopter. Yeah. And then, little, and like during North this Carolina. show, uh, there were people dancing on the ambulances trying to get through. Like they climbed up on top of the ambulances and were dancing, and he like still kept the show going and. You know, it seems like every you know few years we get a horrible tragedy at one of these big yeah. festival events. Maybe, maybe these were a mistake. I mean, I never like I I've only I worked Bonnaroo one year and I kind of went and then I've I've also like in my time I, I didn't know if I tell you guys I used to play music in a band and we we were on a, first I'm hearing we were on a festival uh, called Cornerstone, which with is with a K. Nope. See, okay, uh, but it's like Christian Bonnaroo with uh, it was pretty fun. I had fun, um, but. Uh, even that was still like that's so I've been to festivals. I know what the festival experience is kind of like, and it's like, it's not really for me. Like I like grimy bars and like sometimes bigger venues, but like really I prefer like intimate event. Like once a band gets so big, I'm like, ah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of sad. I couldn't go. They, they did like last week. There was a Coheed cruise. I'd like to go on a, on a, oh, God. I'd like to go see on a Coheed and Cambria cruise. That'd probably be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I'd probably be into that, but like, I don't want to go to a festival. I don't mm-hmm. think what wasn't like, was Woodstock the first festival or were there ones? I think it was the first one to like do one of these big. Yeah, that was that. I was going to say, well, then yeah. that sets a precedent almost yeah. for like, was it like a massive like drought? And like, there was like, I mean, people the, that died from this, that and the, the other brown one? acid is like a, you know, yeah, the brown acid, it's an urban legend. The fact that I guess it wasn't a drought. It was like so rainy or some shit. Yeah. That like people like, I don't remember. And then just uh, yeah, they eventually stopped that just lack because it of got too dangerous, and right? Lack of, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, they brought it back for ninety four and ninety nine, which I think were both also shit shows. Yeah, and then they tried to bring it back again, but in a different place, like two years ago. I think ninety nine is the one where like Limp Biscuit played Break Stuff, you know, as yeah. Fred Fred Durst yeah, is known yeah. to rile up the crowd. And, <laughs> oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> and then they started all these fires and like shit. It was and they they literally broke stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's saying break stuff and it'd be funny if it like that was so blown. I, I imagining how those things happen. Like it probably wasn't during that song and it just they sensationalized it because like, well, they have a song called break stuff. This is what the crowd did. So let's just say it was during the song break stuff. It was just one of those days. It was just one of those days. Uh, you know, <laughs> and like, I think that, uh, you know, these are a mistake. I think that we should ban all public gatherings and go back to uh no, I mean, I'm, I, I thought you were going to say we should ban Limp Biscuit. Well, we should ban Limp Biscuit. Uh, we did, didn't we? Well, I don't. They might be having much. a resurgence. They're back. They're back. It's it's weird. Uh, he's Fred Durst looks like a really Daddy old guy. Durst is back. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy Durst is is no lie. He looks like an old guy now. It's kind of a joke, and it's funny. 
but he's it's definitely a, a weird thing. I don't know that. Yeah, we should we should definitely ban uh, Limp Biscuit. I think honestly, <laughs> Limp Biscuit and 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 uh, Travis Scott probably are in cahoots together um, to make uh, ruin concert music festivals for everybody, which means that they're probably on my side. Yeah, fair. Fuck, I'm yeah. so mad that I laughed during <laughs> that because I want a cut of that clean. We should probably ban Limp Biscuit. No, you guys want to um, <laughs> see how this uh, this hole goes a little deeper, though. Sure. This it, Astro. Hole? So when this first got on my radar about this Astro World thing, mm. the headline I read was something along the lines of mass crowd at Astro World goes crazy after. Uh, like fear inducing toxin. And I was, did like, it say that they went and I was like, mode? I just remember it saying fear. <laughs> that would be really I just offensive. remember the headline specifically saying fear inducing toxin. And I was like, is this fucking scarecrow? And, uh, turns out I thought it was bullshit, but I saw that on a mainstream news headline, but there is some weight to this. And, uh, yeah, it is kind of weird. They don't know is what this, it is. Is this like, going to be Havana syndrome adjacent? Uh, Feels like we're going down a Q hole. No, this is uh, the same fire chief. Oh, this is a fucking reaction bed. I don't want that. No, I want to see how somebody reacts to a guy saying that security was pricked with a needle. <laughs> Only like one thing changed. I mean, that that second one looks right. I mean, let's see what it's got. I mean, that's the same. Of the eight family members have been notified, um, and we know that at least one is six. I'm sorry, 367 police officers. That number was the number that we had assigned for the evening shift. We actually had 528 because we held over day shift officers. And we don't give a fuck Live about OT. just reported <laughs> to us that they had 755 security officers. A lot of security out there. But as everyone is saying, we leave no stones unturned. This has not happened to us ever in Houston since I've been a police officer. A lot of narratives out there right now, a lot of them on social media and even last night. I think that all of us need to be respectful of the families and make sure that we follow the facts and the evidence. And that's what we're trying to do here in the Houston Police Department. I will tell you, one of the narratives was that some individual was injecting other people with drugs. We do have a report of a security officer according to the medical staff that was out and treated him last night, that he was reaching over to uh, restrain or grab a citizen, and he felt a prick in his neck. When he was examined, he went unconscious. They administered Narcan. He was revived, and the medical staff did notice a prick that was similar to um, a, a prick that you would get if somebody's trying to inject. That is one part of it. The other thing that's very important, there were some individuals that were trampled and we wanna be respectful of that. But we just ask that y'all give us time to do a proper investigation. Live Nation has stated from the very beginning that they would cooperate 
they're going to give us the video sometime this evening. I spoke to my uh, commander in homicide. So we're waiting to get that. That's going to help us. But I also want to call out to the community, kids and young individuals that was out there. If you see something, say something. This is now a criminal investigation. Sam, like you said, if you see something, say something. There's also video going around of a girl that was filming. She climbed up on one of the the camera guy's stands and was trying to get his attention to be like, hey, somebody down here is dead. Like, they're dead. Like, call somebody on your radio. And he was just like, fuck off. Like, get away. Yeah. So this is a problem of like, A, you had a crowd that was too riled up. B, you had a a staff that like, I don't know if they just didn't give a fuck. Or what? And then you've got an artist that is also riling up the yeah, already well, riled crowd. When you when That's, you when you have uh, I mean, the staff was probably I think they're just ill equipped to deal with that. Is it really, mm. like because any time you're in a rush situation, you're in panic mode. You're not mm. thinking like you're not making decisions that are like immediate. Like they might have been saying like there's a guy who's dead here. And that guy may have literally been thinking like there's dead people everywhere. You know, <laughs> like I need to, I, you know, like deal with it lady like i don't know i mean I, I can't i can't say or maybe he just thought she was full of shit yeah uh but like yeah I, it seemed after yeah the pineapple's fine i yeah. think travis scott probably like if he had no, i mean if, it's it's hard to say how how much he knew of what was actually going mm. on like i don't know what his view looks like i've never been in, on a stage that big if he how, how what he can actually tell from that crowd um but if it was as bad as it like if he, if he was able to perceive that it was bad and like all he did was stop and say, hey, help this one kid and then just went right back into the next song that he, he was literally arrested in 2017 for inviting fans to rush the stage. Did he do that this time? Who kn- I don't know if he's done that this time. Um, video of that has not come out. Well, it's, it still seems. Well, they're talking about a criminal investigation, and I don't know how they can actually do one in a crowd type setting like that. Where like where there's thousands and thousands of people. I don't know how they can actually cut, figure out what the real cause was unless that investigation is pointed at the artist. You can't. I mean, like, yeah, you can even like even if you can get records of everybody that has like a wristband or whatever to get in there. We saw how many people were just jumping gates. Mm-hmm. And then even then there's like the secondary selling market for wristbands and shit. It's like people will buy one and then sell it. And like you can't. There's there's fucking no way well, to and be able to do. That. I don't know me personally but, or go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, just to back that up, like, but security was clearly just fucking like piss poor at this thing because like yeah. they have that. So like generally the stage at like a festival, most of our listeners probably know this, but like there's the, there's not like a pit area generally at a festival. Um, there's like a big area where security and photographers come to do their various tasks And then there's like a line back to where like all the lights and all that shit, like some of the tech stuff is set up, but there's like a gated, you know, line, which is, I think the gates that got pushed over and the people got trampled under, but there should be like security in those areas. And it sounds like there just fucking wasn't like cameras are one thing, but you're not going to have like, like, it's better to have like people, I can't believe I'm advocating for this, but like, it's better to have security officers at least like every few feet in there like i saw this at shaky knees like some of that shit got a little dicey when we got i went to see the hives and there was like mosh pits and shit like this it wasn't obviously this kind of crowd for the hives as it was for um travis scott but like what i want to know is i'm sorry to cut you off but no please i, I want <laughs> to know, know what led up to the people rushing the gates like that like not i mean i know obviously the crowd is is, is one issue but like 
what precipitated because i mean i've been to a you know ton of concerts and stuff i know what it's like to stand in a busy gate you know okay so i guess i've also been to warp tour so that's another like big festival kind of experience that i that i've been to and I, i've been to several like i went to a couple Oz fests and stuff like that so i've done stuff uh, i've been to cool shows <laughs> and concerts and stuff I'm a, yeah. I'm a rocker guy we well do they, that. they had a problem earlier in the day uh well, like, you know, they keep those things sectioned off and like oh, your your natural instinct as a Festival human is to just get in the line. Afternoon, and there were some other concerning moments just hours before things turned deadly. KPRC2 investigator Robert Arnold continues our team coverage with a look at those signs of trouble. Robert. Yeah, police are still continuing to keep most of the streets around this part of NRG Park blocked off as this investigation is nowhere near complete. As we've been reporting before the sun even set on the first day of this festival, you had a security gate that was toppled and breached by some concert goers. Now, we're hearing from other concert goers saying that they saw trouble before Travis Scott took the main stage and that those signs of trouble were not relegated solely to that area in front of the main stage. Like people couldn't breathe, started passing out around me. Hey, Travis didn't even start yet. People were passing out. It was getting too squ like squished. People were getting really excited at the moment, and people couldn't breathe. Brothers Alejandro and Alfredo Escobedo said they didn't notice any problems in front of the main stage until it got closer to the time Travis Scott was scheduled to come out. There was a 30-minute countdown, and once it hit, like, 10 minutes, everyone started pushing, going crazy. But even before Scott's performance, other concert goers in different parts of the venue say they were seeing trouble. People packed in, like, a can of sardines, and they're, the crowd will push forward, and then everyone gets mad, and they push backwards. Um, and it's just, like, it goes back and forth and back and forth. This man spoke with KPRC2 over the phone and is a former... So, yeah, I've been in crowds like they're not this severe, but crowds that do that game of like. Yeah. And it, it's like liquid. It almost seems like. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. like they almost need to rethink the nature of these like festival things like that. Right. And that's kind of what I was saying when I was like, I was joking when I said like <laughs> ban them. But I'm like, it, it, we, we keep seeing a pattern of the fact that like people in large crowds. I mean, it, there comes a point where you just can't manage it. Like being, like I said, being crushed in that mob, like there's nothing you could do. You're just, you're just no, at the mercy yeah. of whatever fucking happens. And, it, and in a festival setting, it's, I can imagine it's only worse. Whereas, like I was saying, like everyone just kept pushing. It's like, you can't tell people just to, Hey, back off. Cause they can't, you know, yeah, at night and nobody's got like a good vantage on the crowd. Like there might be like a couple camera people, but they're mostly focusing on the stage and like maybe just some sweeping crowd shots and shit like that. Like, but it seems like they almost need to it's like rethink the nature of it. Like we were saying, because the, with the festivals like that, that are outside, like, you know, there's headliners and they obviously like, you know, they sign up to be headliners. They probably get like the bigger bucks than anybody else does. And they get to be the only one that's playing in that time slot. Like mm -hmm. it's the same as Bonnaroo with shaky knees at this, like, but it, it effectively, like, if you're a big enough headliner or an inclusive enough, you know, big enough tent like headliner, you're going to have the entire crowd that came there to see fucking everybody else that day. Just like, I don't know. Imagine I'm drawing like a the bottom part of mm. a silo, just like funnel into mm. the one spot. And obviously they always have the biggest stage. But what does that mean? Realistically, like at Central Park in Atlanta, it, Sure, it's a pretty big space, but it's not. I mean, if there had been, I don't know, not even twice the people there, it would have been this. Yeah. Like this exact thing. Yeah. And like, it's, I don't know, it's, 
I understand that the headliners always want to be playing in their own time slot or mm-hmm. something. And like, I understand why the festival organizers want that too, but it just seems like there's got to be something, some kind of give and take on like the organization of things like this. Part of me, well, and or the layout of like lanes. Part for, of like, me security wants to think that like, well, first of all, before I say this, I don't know if I'd say this, but this was Travis Scott's festival. Yeah. 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 You said so if, like we talked about, no, I'm not trying to get him off the hook. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, Alec, uh, a lot that needs to change. Alec, what's his name? That shot Baldwin. Yeah. Alec Baldwin. If he's responsible for that shooting outside of pulling the trigger, but for hiring on a producer standpoint, hiring shitty staff, Travis Scott's just as guilty here for hiring shitty, unequipped staff to deal with his event. Like, yeah, crowds are unpredictable, but like, that's what we fucking paid you for is yeah. to deal with the fucking crowd. Yeah. And, uh, and because they're probably in charge of hiring security too, which yeah. means like could have doubled the amount of that. Like if well, you don't well, have those, that, that cop said they had like 700 security guards on top of like 500 cops. Yeah. And I just, and I get it. The cops are <clears throat> stationed outside of the festival ready to move in. If the security guards can't handle something, but that tells me you've got security guards that have been stabled for a year and a half since events couldn't happen and they were ill-equipped maybe and uh, unprepared. I don't blame them for being unprepared, but that's the fact of the matter. They were unprepared and uh, I don't, I'm with you. It's like, there's gotta be something and I would almost not be against there being, I don't know how you would necessarily mandate this or whatever, but like Travis Scott the Foo Fighters, whoever, if you were somebody that can draw a crowd like this, you've got a responsibility to Mm -hmm. manage that crowd. That is somewhat solely on you. Like out, like you're the fucking headlining artist. Like it doesn't matter what security and shit does. If you're not helping security help the crowd and you, you mean manage it from the stage or manage it like beforehand? Yeah. Like well, how- I'm just saying in general there, I think there needs to be maybe a little more incentive on the performers end of where they take a little bit of that liability more. So well, outside of just a law of inciting a riot yeah, I mean, I ag- where I there's something the- where the artist takes more of the liability, where if something happens, it's on that artist. Well, I would say, I would say maybe not the artist, but the promoter for yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've, I've also like booked shows and, and put on shows. So I have a pretty good knowledge of that. And like you, if you're promoting a show, you're the one who's responsible for making sure that's safe. Cause like, if you think about like a venue, like an mm. indoor venue is just like any business, there's a fire code maximum occupancy. Mm. Um, an outdoor festival, they don't really have that. I mean, they do have like a limited number of tickets mm-hmm. they'll sell, but like, there's not like, I guess like, you know, if you go to like, say like, um, like a, a show at like a stadium, you know, there's usually seats, you know, you'll buy mm-hmm. your seats or like some auditorium or some amphitheater or something. You'll go to that and there'll be seated sections so that like, you'll see the big crowd of people, but they're like not they can't push forward because they're actually mm-hmm. in rows and they can all stand up and still enjoy the show, but they've got this sort of like blocked off section that they're allowed to stand in. And even if there is a pit, it's limited to X number of right. people in there. You had so. to be able to buy a ticket to get into this yeah. pit area. It wasn't just yeah. a free for all. Yeah. No, I'm just saying in regards to the, uh, like even with the promoter example there. Yeah. The promoter is like in that situation is like, got to make real friendly with the performer. So the performer knows to like, Hey, don't fuck this up. I got you this gig, but say you had a bad relationship between the promoter and the performer. He's got incentive then to incite a riot and he's got no responsibility for it outside of like, I don't know, just inciting the riot, but no, like 
yeah, you incited a riot, you go to jail for a little bit and you get out. Like that's it. Um, but there, I don't know. I don't know how you would do it, but it seems to me, there's a lot of precedent for this. It's, it's the fucking, uh, performer that's can ultimately the performer can stop this. There's like, like you mentioned, let's go Brandon. Like you mentioned with incubus is the, the performer is ultimately in charge here. Yeah. What do you remember? Like what happened with the rolling stones and like the Hell's Angels were like doing their security at Candlestick Park and like it's, the, been, what, yeah. 70s, it's 80s. been years, but I've seen that documentary. I was going to say, I don't remember exactly what the outcome of what was like as far as like legally for the stones or whatever. But I know they were held somewhat responsible for like there was like deaths and uh, well, I think maybe even more than this there because it was yeah. infamous for that exact yeah. thing. And they were held responsible. I, yeah. I guess me talking about it without knowing the details doesn't really shed too much light on it, but, but I figure there's some kind of precedent. For- but it, it fits into my chain of events of where it's like, Hey, you get these big gatherings of people. And like, I mean, especially now, like where, you know, I think like that, that was a good example of like where you get like, you know, what happened at the stones concert was that the hell's angels showed up and caused a bunch of trouble. Well, they were uh, like hired on security from what I understand. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 But they're obviously they're not like, regulated and so it's like but then you get like you know hippies and stuff who don't care give a shit about like the hell's angels or what they think is right or wrong or should be so you get these different people who are now clashing it's like when you get fucking cops to work security at a metal show and don't understand what moshing is mm-hmm. it's like you know you got you, you need people who understand the culture and who like know like what the signs of us of a normal like concert thing is and then versus like this is a fucking you know, shit show. We got to stop it and back everybody up five steps, you know? Mm. But again, like, again, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I never played on a big stadium festival stage. So I don't know what, like looking at that massive sea of people looks like if you can even tell if there's a problem like that. Mm. Like, I mean, they obviously he got, he got like signaled or was able to pick out. There was one person in trouble, but like, obviously there was a lot more people in trouble Mm. and he didn't see them. I don't know if maybe he just, wanted to get on get through the show or and he just kind of brushed it off or maybe he just legitimately had no way of knowing yeah from up there i don't think it's well, on him to see all of them. the lights are also so bright in your face i was gonna say like that like i mean like doing like comedy even at like the comedy catch like you almost you can only see like the first row of people and like the rest is all just you know mm. bleeded out in it because the lights are so bright and the angle they hit you at but sometimes that's good to not know like how many people are there but yeah. yeah, maybe a shared liability. I don't know, but, but I, I mean, feel like, I feel like it's on the performers and they're backing people. That's like why I asked the question of like whether we we're talking about like it's your duty while on stage or it's your duty beforehand, because like I definitely agree with I think what we're all saying yeah. here. I mean, if, it's, it's definitely your duty beforehand to just if set Trump up a incited good the riot on Jan six, then. Then then <laughs> I think that's then, saying right uh, there. Travis Scott. <laughs> if somebody on a stage spe- is, if somebody is on a stage speaking, they've got a responsibility to society in a way of like, Hey, let's not get this crowd too riled up to go start shit. Okay. Like well, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter what stage. Well, like what these are you're different. No, it's, I'm just saying if, if you're going to point fingers and, uh, and I'll be right there to say like, no, Trump fucking incited a riot on January 6th. Then, uh, and kind of that whole argument hinges upon like, no, it matters what you fucking say when you're in a point of, uh, well, right. Well, we, what we don't know is specifically what Travis Scott said yeah, either. Cause yeah. he was just saying, let's go, come on. Yeah. Party up. This next song's playing everybody. You yeah. Know, 
get get excited. You know, the normal things you would say. Of course, he's riling everybody yeah. up, but like that's not really. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like a lot of people uh, pointed at Trump and were like, "Hey, it matters what you fucking say when you're on a stage, motherfucker. You caused this riot on January 6th. It matters what you fucking say on a stage." And that goes across the board to this of like, I, again, I don't know what Travis Scott said, but other situations where yeah. this has happened of where they've, uh, if you're on a stage, you've got a responsibility. Like you can rile that crowd up or you can rile them down. Yeah. You can do either. I haven't seen any reports that he said anything like that would be. I haven't different. either. Like, so yeah, I'm still more on the side of like, they should have just done a lot more security yeah, the on the promoter front end and stuff. And the promoter should well, have. As some, like, again, I've also you know been an, an artist and I can tell you like we don't mm. always have a, a say in the layout of how the venue's put together. Mm. I mean, in this case, it's different because this was Travis Scott's deal. Like it was his mm. festival. So he definitely has some liability for sure. Not, not just as an artist, but as a promoter. Like he was the promoter. So and Live Nation also. Live Nation. They mentioned Live Nation who also does. Uh, they do Bonnaroo and when uh, track 29 was open. They were like bringing all the talent to town. So it's. And Hey, if you're wanting to pick up some that, live man. nation stock, if you're listening to this, go check those stock prices. It's probably dropping. not that yeah. this is advice. No, it's not advice at all. It's like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to check I, those stock prices. Cause you know, I, know, just CYA. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> it, it, I'd say like, I mean, I'm sitting here advocating for like a, a re you know, structuring of the concert system, but like, Let's be honest. That's not going to happen. So yeah, it's probably safe bet to buy Live Nation stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's about all I had. Yeah. Yeah. I had some Aaron Rodgers shit, but you know, whatever. Mm. What Fuck Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Yeah. We do not. Yeah. We do not have to go into. I mean, it. I think that about says this. Fuck people Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, people yeah. get it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Brandon, Boyd. <laughs> Brandon Fuck you. Boyd. Yeah. I mean, keep it up. Keep backing those people. Up. Yeah. yeah, dude. Just fucking interstellar that dude. Or like if you've got kids or something like, Hey, let's go, Brandon. It's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, like I said at the top manscape.com code brew chat will save you 20% and get you some free shipping. Expressvpn.com slash in chaos. We trust. We'll uh, get you three free months and brewchat.com slash store. You can find our other podcasts along with our store there where you can help support the show. And then if you're local to Chattanooga, Tennessee, Riverside Wine and Spirits is the best booze store in town. Check it out. And then Merchants on Main. And uh, you want to hit the plugs? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got Ian on Twitter at I am sharp official. We got Ian on Instagram at Scenic City Slaughter. I am on both at Darth Plato, just like it sounds. Uh, we got Brew Chat, Chat with Two T's, all one word, on both. And um, yeah, obviously give us a follow at In Chaos We Pod. I think that's about it. Oh yeah, give um, Hopped Up Network a follow on uh, at least Insta and the Discord. Oh yeah, and give the Discord a follow. We it should be in the show notes. It has been perpetually the come, last few weeks. So. Come, come, give me something to do during my work day. Yeah, come chat with us. Tell us how fucking wrong we were about like yeah. whatever. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Come join up. I've seen it growing. Like there's a good number of people in there. We like, have a more, thread like literally called yeah. fight me. <laughs> like yeah. let's do it or debate me. You coward. Yeah. yeah. It's the digital space. I mean, it's we could yeah. get some Mortal Kombat or something. Going. Yeah. And also on there, I play Ian and Tanner plays me and it's a whole. Yeah. You won't even know who yeah. you're talking to. 
And uh, so, yeah, other than that, people, shit is still fucked. And uh, did you promote Ian shit? I think so. Uh, well, I can I can yeah. plug uh, Boomer memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. New episode of that up every Friday. Um, it's my my sort of um, dream quest. It's my uh, manifesting my reality uh, sort of thing where we just go through every episode and I talk about whatever's on my fucking mind, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess it's good to have an outlet. Um, so if you want to know more about that, uh, you can follow that on Instagram at Boomer memes pod. And then I'll, there's a link tree with all the this, this stuff in it. Word. And this most recent episode we did video on, which is on the twitch.tv slash brew chat. And uh, it'll probably be going up on, I don't know, your YouTube or yeah, brew yeah, chats I'm, or I'm, something. I think I may do a Boomer memes YouTube yeah. channel. I meant to actually remind you to bring a hard drive over so I could give you that because it's like a 14 gig oh, yeah. video. I'll have to do that. Um, but yeah, no, that last episode was really fucking solid. Like that's some of the best podcasting under the brew chat name that has been had. I think I feel good about it. Yeah, I thought it was really solid. But yeah, other than that, I thought today was great, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I think it's I think it's me. I think it's just I've locked in and I'm really good. Fuck yeah. And so I'm bringing everybody up with me. <laughs> let's go Ian. That needs to be the new one. Let's go Ian. Anyway, guys, let's uh, <laughs> close out here. Shit's still fucked. This has been episode 54 of In Chaos. We trust. Mm-hmm.